Welcome campers, this is Mattastrophic Music, and we are your hosts, Matt's, the Matt's, Duffy, and Kelly. Ho, ho, ho! We have a very special episode for you campers today. Do you hear those sleigh bells ching, 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 ching <laughs> Today is our Christmas episode, and we shall be talking... Christmas stacks. Uh, <laughs> happy holidays, Kelly, and Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's put everything into one. <laughs> happy, happy holiday spirit to you. Yep. Christmas rocks. <laughs> yeah, so I mentioned we have a special holiday edition Christmas stack today. Do you want to? elaborate a little on what we're doing sure today campers will be presenting to you a christmas f stack we are sharing these stacks with each other live as we are recording so we do not know in advance what we have chosen for our f stack we built this f stack with christmas specials films and episodes the intention of presenting to each other what our idea of Christmas spirit is. Right. It's the thinking if you're gathered around the old year log like we are here today, the Christmas tree and your loved ones. The sparkling lights. Yes. The fireplace roaring. Sipping on your favorite hot or cold beverage. Yes. The comfortable... The way that Christmas lighting just puts a glow on everything. Yeah. Peaceful and calm. We consider ourselves the maestros of entertainment here for your Christmas evening. Each of us choose four different specials, episodes, or films to show what our idea of Christmas spirit is. Yeah. Yeah, I like how when we were coming up with the idea for this episode, I think you mentioned... Just think of it like you have a group of friends come over for a holiday party yeah. and you sit down. What would you play them on the TV? A Christmas stack to, to represent ourselves, but also to entertain our friends yeah. at the same time. <laughs> I had to really like make those two things gel <laughs> before we started the recording here. I played a little bit of the rap rap <laughs> for Duffy. The rap rap. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. From <laughs> We Wish You a Turtle Christmas. 
It is one of the most awful but captivating Christmas specials. I couldn't do it to you campers. I couldn't put it in my stack because I feel like it would be the point in the party where everybody would get up and leave. <laughs> no, I'm not doing this. It's awful. It's the old school Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the 90s rapping. Right. I just showed you the brief clip of one of the songs from it. The animatronic bases with teethy, creepy smiles. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember the turtles having teeth like that. They don't, and it's frightening. <laughs> it's frightening. There actually is a reggae song in there that he does an opera take. Wow. I can't do that to the campers, but if you really want to watch something <laughs> that is awful and hypnotizing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mine's not so much for family. Mine's more for friends, my stack. I'll say that because it's not really all ages appropriate. Okay. <laughs> Mine's more family appropriate. Oh, okay. So that'll be good. We'll have a nice... Contrast. Campers, depending on your company. So, I love this when we fly by the seat of our pants like this. Yeah, what didn't we do? <laughs> fly by reindeer in our sleighs into the night. <laughs> Who's your favorite reindeer? <laughs> <laughs> it's Vixen, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mine too. Do you want me to go first, or do you want you to go first? Yeah, let's start. Let's start with our number ones. Yes, you go first. Kelly's number one from his Christmas F-Stat. It is Christmas Eve on Sesame Street from 1978, directed by John Stone. Ah. This is a favorite of my lady Lawrence. I may have seen it as a kid, but she really introduced it to me when we first got together, and we've been watching it pretty much every year since we started dating. It's wonderful. <laughs> it makes me happy just thinking about it. It starts with live-action Muppet ice skating party, and it ends with Cookie Monster eating the needles and decorations from the Christmas tree. Nice. Complete Muppet wonderful experience. It contains the certified banger, I Hate Christmas by Oscar the Grouch. Love that song. <laughs> I don't hate Christmas. Yeah. It also contains Keep Christmas With You all through the year, which is notable in that they are doing the sign language along to that song. Okay. I really like that inclusion. The actual special itself is about Big Bird trying to figure out how Santa can fit down the chimney with the presents and everything. So he's going around like asking people and stuff like that. So then he ends up deciding he's just going to wait on the roof for Santa to show up out in the cold on Christmas Eve. Sesame Street, the best street on planet Earth. Big Bird's missing, so they put together a search party, you know, looking for him. They end up finding him, and he finds the real meaning of Christmas. He realizes being with family and friends is more important than whether Santa can fit down the chimney. The best part is after this, and you have this great moment, Oscar plants the seeds of future discontent. He goes to Big Bird. How does the Easter Bunny hide all those eggs? And Easter, so it's like he's already thinking ahead. There is a great subplot in this, too. Everybody's favorite, Bert and Ernie. Ernie sells his rubber ducky to get a cigar box for Bert to house his paperclip collection. Well, Bert sells his paperclip collection to get a pink soap dish for Ernie's rubber ducky. <laughs> Naturally. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> so then the shopkeeper, of course, gifts both of the ducky and the collection back. So, you know, they're all happy. What an economy. 
You go into the shop with a handful of paper clips. <laughs> like, like, this is awesome. It speaks to the giving aspect of Christmas. Yeah. You know, really being selfless. That's nice, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that in my life. From when we were kids, or is it newer? 1978 is when they first Oh, aired, you said 78. So yeah. Oh, before our birth. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll have to check that out sometime. I don't remember ever seeing it before, and I like Muppets. I've always liked Muppets. It's really good. What's your number one today? Alrighty. Duffy's number one on his Christmas F-Stack is... (laughs) I'm like laughing already. (laughs) (laughs) It's NPR's delicious dish... Sweaty balls from Saturday Night Live. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, dude. Yeah, are you familiar with this? I love it. Not expecting that at all. I would love it. Yeah, so this is Saturday Night Live skit from 1998. It stars Anna Gasteyer as Margaret Jo McCullen. It stars Molly Shannon as Terry Rialto, so they are playing the NPR host on the show. They welcome to the show Pete Schwetti, played by Alec Baldwin, and he's a baker who owns a bakery called Seasons Eatings. <laughs> and they're talking about the different Christmas treats that they make at Seasons Eatings Bakery. The big hit every holiday season is Pete's sweaty balls. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) He brings on the show a tray of his dessert balls. They all uh, comment on how they adore his sweaty balls. And as you can imagine how the jokes flow on that one. I like Alec Baldwin on SNL. Yeah. I feel like there's not a skit that he's done on there that I don't like. (laughs) Yeah, this just came to my mind thinking about the Christmas stat. I was trying to think outside of the box. Yeah. So as far as there's all stop motion animation, Christmas classic specials, you know, all sorts of movies and stuff. Man, what's a little bit outside the box? This popped into my mind. And if you haven't seen it or if you haven't seen it in a long time, you can find it on YouTube. Go back and watch it. It's hilarious. We didn't know ahead of time what we were going to do, either of us. So it's kind of cool that you came with, uh, you're sitting down with friends and you got this like warm up laughing skit. Start out with a short little video clip. Break the ice and stuff. Friends over. Yeah. I love that. It's great. I want to read a couple things from this skit. I think it's really funny how the NPR host, they're just really docile and relaxed and they have that vibe where they're trying to be like the stereotypical NPR host. They're asking each other what they leave for Santa every year. (laughs) And the one host says she leaves tap water and rice. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I just thought that was so funny. (laughs) That's great, dude. Some of the funny one-liners on here. Molly Shannon says to uh, Pete Schwetti, you have some beautiful balls. (laughs) I can't help but notice your balls are misshapen. And Alec Baldwin replies, that's because I rested them on a hot stove for too long. (laughs) He says, do whatever you want to them, ladies. My balls are here for your pleasure. (laughs) No one can resist my sweaty balls. 
the end of the uh, skit, he says, if you order from Seasons Eatings now, we can still send out a sweaty ball sack in time for Christmas. <laughs> Perfect. <dude. laughs> All right, what you got? Number two. I'm going from Sweaty Balls to Rankin and Bass presents Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Perfect. 1964, directed by Larry Romer. It is the longest continuously running Christmas TV special in the United States. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I love that you brought up the stop motion puppeteering. I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah. I'll talk anybody's ear off about Rudolph at any time of the year because <laughs> I love everything about this film. I think it's probably the most perfect film ever made. You and I talked about it last year, I remember. Yeah, we did. Right when we were starting to record Matastrophic. Yeah, because it's Christmas season. I remember that now, sitting there building my Stone Temple Pilots and smashing pumpkin F-stacks and talking about Rudolph. Yeah. Everybody's familiar with this tale of forced conformity. For all those misfits and weirdos out there, it's okay for society to bully you. That is until they find a way to make you useful and take full advantage of that. That's the lesson of Rudolph. Yeah, it's deep. I love how messed up it is. For a Christmas special that is so beloved, it is borderline sinister in its approach. Yeah. You know, for a bunch of flying reindeer, <laughs> they're really big on outward prejudice. They're a-holes. <laughs> Donner, Rudolph's father, is a terrible father and husband. He's more concerned with the image of self-respect. Finding their lost son is man's work. I love that she just leaves anyways. Like, you need to stay here in this cave while I go find our missing son. And she's like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is the truest bad Santa. This is where they must have gotten inspiration for that movie because this Santa is probably the worst Santa. Ho, ho, ho. He introduces himself with like this self-aggrandizing song. Who am I? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> And the fact that he's fine with other reindeer bullying Rudolph. You could care less about that. Yukon Cornelius. Great character, right? Wildly irresponsible. You think about what this man is doing. He's throwing his axe around and yelling in avalanche country. Yeah. <laughs> All he does is, is, is just crazy. Like, this man is crazy. Everything about this movie. What are your, what are your thoughts on Rudolph? Yeah, I agree that there's a lot of a-holes in this movie. Yeah, for real. <laughs> you know, there's really only a few truly, like, 100% caring, compassionate individuals. The Misfits. It's the Misfits and Rudolph. Yeah. It's like having a heart makes you a misfit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stands the test of time for that. It's still kind of messed up in the end. Santa only accepts him because he becomes useful. Right. You son of a... Merry Christmas. You know? <laughs> you know, Rudolph, though, man, he just triumphs over that. Yeah. He's so lovable. Doesn't let that stuff beat him down. It's a good lesson. Yeah. I mean, it teaches us that we should all have compassion for everybody. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, I love it, too. Good pick. Awesome. 
your number two? All right. So for my number two, I went with a movie. The movie is from 2011, A Very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Oh, snap. Yep. (laughs) I don't think I've seen that. I've seen Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, but I don't know that I've seen the Christmas. Okay. Well, I think... As a Christmas movie, this is a great Christmas movie. Like, should be one of those ones that people return to every year. I think the last few years I've tried to watch it. It stars John Cho as Harold, Cal Penn as Kumar. It's got Neil Patrick Harris as himself. Danny Trejo is Mr. Perez, who is Harold's father-in-law. You know, it's got a great cast. A lot of returning cast members from the other Harold and Kumar movies. This is the third, if people aren't aware. They go to White Castle, then there's Escape from Guantanamo Bay, and this one. The premise of this movie starts out, Harold and Kumar are kind of estranged. They're not really close friends anymore. They haven't seen each other in a while. A package arrives at Kumar's place, where they both used to live together. Mm. And it's for Harold. So he decides that he's going to, because it's Christmas time, you know, he's going to take this package to Harold's place, you know, even though they don't really speak anymore. Turns out what's inside the package is a giant joint. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Like a huge joint. They don't know where it came from. There's no return address. But as soon as Kumar sees this joint, he pulls it out and he lights it. Of course. Yeah, of course. And Harold's like, what are you doing? You can't smoke that in here. There's no smoking in this house. And Kumar's like, what? (laughs) He's like, can't believe there's no smoking allowed. So they throw the joint out the window and by magic, it blows back in. And when it blows back in, it sets the Christmas tree on fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you get. Burns down the Christmas tree. And this Christmas tree was very important because it was brought to Harold's house by his wife's father, his father-in-law, Danny Trejo, who is obsessed with Christmas. Christmas is a huge deal to him. And this Christmas tree, he actually grew himself. And so it's a very big deal. Since the Christmas trees burned down, that kind of reunites Harold and Kumar because they have to replace this Christmas tree. Great premise, I think. Yeah. Take a look at my little note. Some funny stuff that happens in the movie. There's like a mob boss comes after them. They get shot at. There's a baby on cocaine. (laughs) Harold and Kumar end up turning into claymation in this movie because they're on drugs. So, of course, you know, there's a drug scene. They turn into claymation. And they're done that. (laughs) That happens, man. It happens, I'm telling you. (laughs) So, you and I were both fans of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yes. Dana DeLorenzo from Ash vs. Evil Dead is in this movie. She has a very small part, but I thought that was pretty cool that she was in this. Nice. A freaking hilarious movie, man. At the end, Harold shoots the real Santa Claus, but they get them all patched up. <laughs> Not a little kid movie. It's no. a grown-up movie, but um, I think it's a classic. Great. All right, number three. Number three is A Garfield Christmas. Nice. 1987, written by Jim Davis, directed by Phil Roman. I am a huge fan of animated Garfield. 
I feel like a lot of a lot of my personality was shaped by his cynical, <laughs> his sarcasm. Nice. <laughs> I watch this special every year. It's the perfect blend of humor and sentimentality. Some great songs in there. It's a special about the Arbuckle family celebrating their Christmas on their farm. John takes Odie and Garfield to the farm. Jim Davis, creator and writer, he drew inspiration from his own family past. The brother Doc Boy is based on his brother. I love that the special starts with Garfield dreaming about a machine that will gift him anything he can think of. Lasagna. <laughs> he does not understand the true meaning of Christmas. So then it's nice that ends with him giving Grandma some love letters he found out in the barn from her deceased husband from when they first met. He always loved Christmas, and this was the night she misses him the most. Sweet, touching moment. Garfield's not sweet and touching whatsoever. It stands out. I feel like it's more important. He understands the best quote is, it's not the giving, it's not the getting, it's the loving. There, I said it. I get out of here. <laughs> you know, he got his one line in there about the spirit of Christmas. It also includes, I'm not sure how, this is in like an animated kid's family special. They're decorating the tree and he falls, right? Whoever invented Christmas trees should be dragged out into the street and shot. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Dad, I love this special, man. Ever since I was a little kid, I've watched it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it since I was a little kid. It has the great balance of kid and adult humor. Yeah. Yeah. So this is on a streaming service? I have the DVD, man. I just watch that every year. So it might be. Oh, okay. It would be surprised if it wasn't. What is your number three, Santa? Number three on the Duffy Christmas stat. So I went with another skit. From In Living Color. Oh, man. From 1991. And it Fire Marshal Bill Santa. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was not expecting that. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said before, I was trying to think outside of the box. The sweaty balls came to me first. My mind was in that frame. Skits. The whole skit thing. And... As a kid, I always loved In Living Color. Me too, dude. Me too. It aired from 1990 to 1994, so it had a really short run, but it was amazing. Amazing. I wish no streaming service has this. Yeah, that's really irritating. Yeah, it's sad, man, because this show is just phenomenal. For me, back in the day, this was above SNL, you know, way above SNL. This was the top sketch comedy show. Fire Marshal Bill is a character played by Jim Carrey. He's a fire marshal, but he's also a little bit of a pyro and an arsonist. He tries to teach fire safety, but he's always getting hurt and destroying everything, burning stuff down. (laughs) It's a disaster wherever he is. So yeah, this skit, Fire Marshal Bill Santa... Jim Carrey as Fire Marshal Bill. It's got Tommy Davidson as the father of this family. I love him too. Starts out, Tommy Davidson, the father, is with his family. is a bunch of kids. They're ready for Christmas. 
and who should slide down the chimney but Fire Marshal <laughs> Bill Santa. Kids all cheer. They're like, yay, Santa's here. <laughs> he comes down. He says, I'm here to make sure your holiday is a safe one. It never ends up that way when he's involved. In this episode or this skit, he ends up cooking his hand on a waffle iron. He gets his foot stuck in a bear trap that's under the Christmas tree. <laughs> He ends up crashing through the wall of the house on a turbo engine Barbie car. <laughs> the skit ends with him blowing up the entire house with a grenade. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I tell you guys I'm done. Yeah. Oh, man. I imitated this character so much as a kid. Me too, dude. Like, I even would curl my lip in, you know? I might tell you guys I'm done. Curl my lip up like he did. I can't believe I remember that. Holy crap, dude. I mean, Jim Carrey, man, you know, we all know he's absolutely phenomenal. Yes. So funny. His characters, especially on this show in Living Color, just so, so good. good. Fire Marshal Bill is an absolute classic. Yeah. Work on beans. You can find <laughs> you can find this on YouTube, and there's actually a lot of skits oh, good. that you can find on YouTube. I haven't thought about in Living Color in a long time, and oh, I kind of want to go down that rabbit hole of clips, yeah. man. The quality is pretty bad because it looks like they just have a camera pointed at their TV. For anybody not familiar with In Living Color, go ahead and YouTube that. All right, it's time for Sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. Christmas Sledgehammer. Oh, 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 oh. My number four is A Muppet Family Christmas, 1987, directed by Peter Harris. Nice. This is the greatest crossover event in television and film history just to offend everybody out there who thinks otherwise. <laughs> it is a combination of The Muppet Show, Sesame Street, Braggle Rock, and Muppet Babies. Wow. I think this is my favorite Christmas thing ever. Everything about this is wonderful. It starts with Fozzie's mom is heading out to Malibu for Christmas. Got her vacation. She's taken surfing lessons for months. She's ready to go. When all of a sudden... The entire Muppet universe shows up at her doorstep for a Christmas visit. And hilarity, song, and merriment ensue. The Swedish chef tries to cook Big Bird. <laughs> and oh, God. Big Bird gives him some chocolate-covered bird seed. And it warms his heart. Realizes, you know, maybe I shouldn't try to cook this big, giant yellow bird. So I love that. Yeah. Doc from Fraggle Rock. He is this there with Sprocket to have a peaceful, relaxing, isolated holiday. Watch Fozzie's mom's farmhouse while she was gone. So he's kind of frustrated at first. And that's really the only conflict in this whole special, which I love. It's fantastic. There's a big winter storm coming, right? And they're watching it. There's like a Muppet newscaster on there. And he, the barometer is falling sharply, and all of a sudden a bunch of barometers fall on him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Just like a silly gag like that really warms my heart. It's the typical Muppet experience, you know, it's this fun-loving coexistence without the usual strife you get from familial differences. Discover the Christmas spirit to bring everybody together in the end. Yeah. I like that this 
isn't that you know it's just this chaotic ball of energy doc who was like oh these bunch of weirdos are here he's the first one to volunteer to go out into a blizzard to look for miss piggy who's trying to find her way to the farmhouse just something like that completely selfless yeah so the original version of this has never been released in its entirety bunch of songs were cut because they were licensed just for the tv usage when it first came out in 87 mm. may santa bless the internet you can quite possibly find the original broadcast version of this right here where you may be watching slash listening to our campfire all the songs in place as it should be mm. okay put that out there that you should definitely watch that version if you can perhaps you have a time machine it can go back to 1987 and <laughs> watch it or nice I want to see this now. I get the best feeling when I watch this. Yeah. Just the warm-hearted... Yeah. yeah. And there's a cameo, Jim Henson, you know, who rarely appears in his work. And you can just see on his face the happiness, how much fun he's having working on this. Yeah. Nothing beats that. Every time I see that scene, man, this is why I like creating. It's such an inspiration. His legacy yeah. really makes me want to just do stuff like this and write have fun and be positive positively cosmic positively cosmic you know what this is non-christmas related Ooh. but uh it is muppet related there's a movie that i loved when i was a kid and i've like looked for it on mm-hmm. streaming services and stuff and it's not there and i ended up finding it on i think i found it i don't know if it was youtube it's online do you remember the movie, the Muppet movie, The Frog Prince? It doesn't sound familiar. I mean, it's possible that I've seen it. Yeah, it's from the 70s, I believe. We had it on VHS when I was a kid, and I loved it. It's a great movie. I think it's only like an hour or less long. You reminded me of it with the Muppet thing because can't find it anywhere. Like I said, I don't know if it was a YouTube thing or what. It's good. Very good. <laughs> Are you ready to present Sledgehammer? Yeah, Sledgehammer. The Duffy Sledgehammer for my Christmas stack this year, 2023, is Black Friday. Nice. From 2021. <laughs> yeah, this is a Christmas movie, but it's also a little bit like a Thanksgiving movie because it's, you know, it's Black Friday. It's the day after Thanksgiving. It's comedy, but it's horror, too. This is with Bruce Campbell. Yes! Yeah, we watched that. Yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to <laughs> include, I guess, a little bit of blood and guts in my Christmas stack here. So I saved it for the good old sledgehammer position. We totally went on, like, opposite ends of the spectrum. Almost the opposite of what you expect from us, too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Great. A comedy slash horror movie takes place on Black Friday. You know, obviously, that's the title of the movie. Stars Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah, Kelly and I were huge Bruce Campbell, Ash Williams fans. Burn Notice, too. He was excellent in that. I want to shout that out. Yeah. Yep, so it stars Bruce Campbell, Devin Sawa, Michael J. White, Ryan Lee, Ivana Baccaro, 
It's about a group of store employees on Black Friday who are forced to fight off zombie shoppers, basically. It's a toy store. Black Friday is notoriously the busiest shopping day of the year. People used to, and people probably still do, stand outside of stores for hours on end, you know, waiting to get in and do their Black Friday shopping for the big deals. So this is a toy store in the movie, so obviously toys, Christmas time, you know, shoppers are all lined up. All of the employees do not want to be there. (laughs) No. Because they would rather be home with their families. Yeah. Enjoying their Thanksgiving night, not staying up, working a 10-hour shift all night long. I hated that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we can all feel the pain of the uh, characters in this movie already, yes. you know, right at the start. They're not in the best state having to work on Black Friday. And then they're forced to fend off. We could call zombies, I guess, but really what they are... They're infected by, like, an alien, basically. So there's, like, a meteor that crashes to Earth. This alien parasite, I guess you can say, starts infecting people and basically turning them into, you know, what appears to be zombies. Bruce Campbell plays the store manager. It's really funny, too. At the start of this, he comes over the PA. He's speaking to the employees, and he announces that there's to be no paid breaks during this 10-hour work shift. (laughs) Mob of shoppers rush in. Slowly, the shoppers start getting infected and infecting the employees. Bruce Campbell doesn't want to call the cops, though. He needs to make the money for the store. Yeah. The movie has lots of laughs, lots of gore, good fun, lots of bloody kills. And I think fans of Ash vs. Evil Dead will really like this because it's the same style. Oh, yeah. It's got great monster makeup. Oh, and something else. Towards the end of this movie... We see that the shoppers, the people who are infected outside of the store, they start to merge into like one super beast. And that reminds me of Color Out of Space, our episode. Callback. (laughs) I love a good comedy slash horror film. And Sledgehammer, there you go. I love it. We have for you campers. I got the family time covered. You got the friends and and laugh time covered. Yeah, the adult humor. (laughs) The adult Christmas. Positively cosmic. Songs of the week? Yeah, let's do it. Christmas-themed songs of the week? Yeah, Christmas-themed. And it's not going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Well, you're going to go first, since I went first with the stacks. You can go first with yours. Okay. Campers, my song of the week, this Christmas episode, is by Butch Walker. From the record, Over the Holidays and Under the Influence, from 2017. And the song is the classic Frosty the Snowman. The classic lyrics for Frosty the Snowman. And it's done in a very, it's a Butch Walker rendition. Very Butch but also very classic at the same time. So this whole record, I feel, is great. It's the sort of thing that you can put on at the holiday party when you have all of the family around. Yeah. Yeah, I'm listening to Butch Walker. Personally, I would be getting that out of the music. It's like, yeah, I'm playing Butch Walker for my family. Yeah. And they don't even know because they're hearing classic holiday songs and Christmas songs. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and it's done in such a way that it sounds very classic and it's just feel-good vibes. I love it, dude. 
I love that you could hear at the end of the recording too that they're kind of party atmosphere. Yeah, it has that feel where oh yeah we're having a couple Christmas eggnogs and we're having fun getting loose and we're just gonna like sing these Christmas tunes. All right, you're up. It's not the rap rap. <laughs> so close to to dropping the rap rap on y'all. <laughs> My song of the week is Come On, Let's Boogie to the Elf Dance by Sufjan Stevens from 2006's Songs for Christmas. This is a catchy original tune. I'm not a big fan of Christmas music. I'll just put, put it out there. Not my thing. At the time, 2006, I'm really big into like the indie music scene. Real big fan of Sufjan's music, and he put out this huge collection. Most of them are just his renditions of traditional songs. This one being an original one that he wrote, it sounds like it belongs on one of his albums. Really catchy. It's the first half of the song lyrics. They're just fun, Santa-loving, good-time Christmas vibes. Hijack a snowplow, clear out the streets... Tell all the neighbors there's cookies to eat. Get up off the floor and give a shout. There's a lot to shout about. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's got the greatest gifts around. Good lyrics. This makes me uh, feel real good. I wanted to share that. Yeah. You dig it? I liked it. Yeah. I liked this song. Yeah, it was great. The singer, he has a really great voice. I like the melody, the background music. That constant piano throughout had like a good pace to it. Yeah. The entire song just feels like uplifting and positive and it keeps you going right along with it. It's got some flute, banjo. It has the vocals that are overlapping each other. Yeah, I like those layered vocals. How it keeps building and building. Where it's like you can't even really tell what's happening, (laughs) you know? Yeah, Christmas chaos. Yeah. Listen, campers, you got to check out the rap rap. <laughs> and hate me for it later. It's the rap rap. Rap rap. You know. You know, it's funny because I think a lot of people feel like they don't like Christmas music. But then, you know, there's songs that you do like. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I feel like you're calling me out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're right. Because Well, I do the same thing. I say I don't like hearing pop, radio station, Christmas, that Christmas radio station where they just play the songs. Yes. Yeah, and you hear that, and that's the stuff that drives people crazy. Then, like, when you dig deep, you discover, like, Butch Walker has a Christmas record. Weezer has a Christmas record. I just discovered earlier that... I'll go back to my sweaty balls skit. One of the actresses in that, Anna Gosteyer, she has a Christmas record. You know, there's a lot of stuff to be discovered Christmas-wise. My Christmas Eve tradition, personally, I listened to Prisoner Christmas by the Professor Brothers, Brad Neely. That's probably my favorite Christmas song, and I love it. Yeah. I like a good old-fashioned Bon Jovi Christmas tune. We have our particular taste in Christmas music. I shouldn't say I don't like Christmas music. I just have a very refined <laughs> approach to what I'm willing to accept. It's kind of like how you tried to tell the campers that you didn't like country music. 
I don't, <laughs> but if you find all the bands that I like and they do country music, apparently I really like that. And bluegrass. <laughs> yeah. I like bluegrass. Well, you know, this was fun. Once again. Yeah. Going outside the box with our uh, format. Our second holiday episode for the year. This one I'm going to work diligently to get out to you campers before the holiday is over. <laughs> you won't get this one in March. We're going to be doing a uh, year's end stack of our favorite music that came out in 2023. Yeah, we'll be wrapping up the year. Oh, wrapping it up. With the rap rap. Oh, you set me up, buddy. <laughs> the rap rap. Until next time, campers, I'm Duffy. I'm Kelly. Ciao! And transmission. Ooh, ooh, ooh.